0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Tim Dillon Show. I am Tim Dillon. We are back here in the studio. Coming at you from Hollywood, California. I drove in today from an undisclosed location from a bunker where I will be returning to. Um, until everything calms down. When and if... I don't know that LA or New York City is going to be uh, my home base in six months or a year. I don't know. I don't know. I might just go and find a place to go and put a microphone there, and that might be that might be the reality. I don't know what's going to happen. Things will, I'm sure, return to some level of you know. I and mean, we got July 4th, we got the Republican uh, convention, we got we got a summer of rolling riots probably. Just a boiling hot summer of sam that's on its way. You know? So yeah, I know that it's privilege that I don't want to be burned alive. I get it. I know. It's privilege I don't want to take a rubber bullet to the face. I don't want to get maced. You know, I get it. I understand. You know, I want to continue to draw breath. I know that to some of you, that's a wildly inappropriate position. But that's where I'm at. That's my political ideology. I'd like to stay alive for a little while. That's my stance on everything. What side are you coming down on? Life. Watch. Watch the, we're going to play for you. Bill de Blasio getting introduced at like a protest. And this is the funniest thing ever. And I love like politicians are trying to sing like, you know, Obama sang and it was a powerful moment, but like, you know, remember he was in the church and he sang Amazing Grace, but now nobody, everything's past singing. And De Blasio's wife, like after he's just booed, De Blasio's wife gets up and she starts to sing, and it's great. Listen to this.
1: Let us welcome, with respect, the mayor of New York City, Mayor Bill De Blasio. <laughs> First Lady Chagrane McRae. Again, again, again. We say respect. We say respect. Say with me respect. 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 respect.
0: <laughs> nothing bombing bombing she thought that was going to be a good opener yeah she was like power to the people <laughs> she thought everybody like in unison was going to be like power to the people yeah. and everybody's like we are sick of hearing you motherfuckers sing sick of politicians getting out in front of us and singing Power to the people. And you could tell, like, as soon as it didn't land, she was like, oh, boy. (laughs) It's the same thing a comic deals with when you go out on stage and you throw out something that you really think is brilliant. Like, you think something's really going to hit, and then it doesn't, and you're like, okay, okay, I got to retool. We got a real tough crowd out there. Real tough crowd. Bill de Blasio is a... uh, Tremendously unpopular guy. What's great now is that a lot of these politicians are hated by both the extremes on the left and the right. There's just, they're just hated by everybody, pretty much, you know? Because if de Blasio doesn't abolish the police and replace them with social workers, which is what people on Twitter want to do, he's a Nazi. Right. And on the other side, if de Blasio doesn't call in the National Guard and shoot everybody in the face that has a Black Lives Matter shirt, he's a pussy on the other side. So you have two incredibly reasonable groups of people right now in the public square. People that think that all police should be replaced by so... what is social work? Let's be very honest about what social work is. It is usually a white woman who shows up at your house uh, and she sits down with you for an hour and they talk about how fucked you are. That's social work. So they want police replaced by those people. Mm-hmm. Okay? A bunch of Karens out there with clipboards being like, oh my God, where did he burn you with the cigarette? It's not good. You don't have to take that. And on the other side, you have people that, you know, want the military to come come down the street with tanks and just start. Yeah, you know, I mean, you got you to gotta see what some of these people want, you know? People on, on Facebook are just like, put these animals down. You know, my aunt on Facebook is like, just put them down. Her last post was a recipe for a cake that she liked, you know? Fucking, you scroll down a little bit. She's like, "Just put him down, God damn it!" So those are the two extremes you have now. And in the middle is J.P. Morgan Chase, going, "Hey, you know, I had a great tweet people liked where it's like, this will be a commercial where you will see a guy throw a brick and then it'll be caught by somebody who works at J.P. Morgan, and." It'll go like this, it'll be like, you know, you'll 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 see the brick fly and the brick lands and then the person who catches it stacks it on top of more bricks mm-hmm. and then you see those bricks become a house and it goes, "J.P. Morgan Chase wants to build a better world starting with you. Inquire about our loan programs now." They're going to have the Black Lives Matter mortgage soon. J.P. Morgan Chase. Don't worry. Citibank's going to have the BLM mortgage, low interest rate, interest-only balloon, subprime mortgage. They're going to try to sling to people in the inner cities. They're going to call it the equality mortgage. That's what they're going to do. Come today and get your equality loan. That's what uh, corporate America is just trying to figure out. How do we profit off uh, things burning down? There's something funny about that idea because there's people right now in boardrooms going, how, how do we market broken glass and tear gas? How do we find the angle that makes people want to buy and consume? What about this makes people want more of something? How do we target the demo? Okay, so the city's on fire, and there's, we're inching towards a civil war. In that climate, how do we tell people now more than ever, it's important to get a home equity line of credit? Because we feel that to really fight equality, you should get a home equity line of credit. But, you know, that's their gig. That's their job. I get it. You know, these are not, corporations don't have souls. You know, they don't have a conscience. There's no morality. They're just trying to figure out how to make a buck. And this is not an easy time to make a buck. This ain't an easy time to hand out samples of Trader Joe's. Have you tried the hum? Have you tried the, have you tried the sun-dried tomato? Have you? Hi, how are you? Are you coming from the, the demonstration? Do you need water for your eyes? Get, get them some water. I think there's something wrong with here. Where did, so where did the bullet hit you? Have you tried the sun-dried tomato? It's very similar to the traditional hummus. I don't like sun-dried tomatoes because they're usually overpowering, but this, it's just kissed by it. It's kissed by the sun-dried tomato. Try it, try it, put your mask on, try it, put your mask on. Okay, you're a vector of disease as well, as well as a hero as well as a freedom fighter, you are a vector of disease. Put the mask on. How do you sell shit? We got pandemics. We got a civil war. How do you just get out there and prospect right now? Very tough. Very tough to go out there and try to, you know, try to get the people to see things your way. But these corporations are trying. God love them. They're trying, they got to, right? I mean, we got to do business. I know, you know, a lot of people don't want to hear that. But we got to eventually get back to business. I'm starting to think the lockdown was a mistake. I'm starting to think the three months of telling people to not see any other people and to spend 23 hours a day online might have been an issue. That might not have been the way to do it. It was a social experiment. It was a fun social experiment because what it was is I'm not minimizing the 50 years of racism, wealth inequality, state-sponsored terrorism. None of that is being (laughs) minimized here. But what was the cherry on top of that Sunday was, was telling people that they couldn't earn money and they had to lock themselves inside and not see or touch any other human beings it was it was a real acceleration of a lot of the things that I had previously mentioned in the sentence, which I'm not ignoring at all, by the way. I don't think that, like, the lockdown was the, the reason for this, but it, it certainly didn't uh, affect people's psyche in a positive way. Can we say that? Can we agree to that, that we didn't come out of this stronger than before? you know remember when the lockdown started people were like we're going to come out of yeah. it stronger we're going to come out of it and then just the sound of explosions <laughs> and gunshots you know how does that work out for anybody did we come out of it stronger i don't think so does it seem does it seem like we came out of it stronger and it is hypocritical it is hypocritical to tell a bunch of people that came out to protest the fact that they had lost their health insurance and their jobs, it is hypocritical to say, you're killing people, you're killing old people and immunocompromised people, and then to just completely greenlight mass demonstrations in, in, a, in a pandemic that supposedly is just killing people and overwhelming healthcare systems. It is hypocritical to call one group of people terrorists and, and, and just give the green light to the other group of people. And all of the celebrities and the people that live in, you know, very wealthy gated enclaves behind uh, gates and they live in mansions are all like, yeah, fuck the lockdown. And then they turn around and they're like, you get out there and you fucking march. You march. And it's like, wait a minute. People's heads start spinning. You know, doesn't mean that protests aren't valid or that the cops aren't out of fucking control, but it means that, like, you know, there's got to be some logical consistency where you go, wait a minute, what happened to coronavirus? Well, they just, coronavirus came back, by the way. George Floyd died of coronavirus. That's what they're saying. They're saying he had coronavirus. They're saying George Florida had COVID-19, which I predicted on the show, of course. Of course, they're, yes. Um, and they want to just go through a few other things. Um, the Twin Towers fell uh, from coronavirus. The mortgage crisis in 08, the financial crisis was due largely uh, to a wet market in Wuhan, China. Uh, most of the people that had been shot in the last year by police, uh, unarmed black people, uh, all had COVID-19 in their system. Uh, In fact, many of the Epstein victims that nobody has found, we've done a private examination on many of them. Many of them died from COVID-19. Don't worry about it. Not, you know, God, this COVID-19 is powerful. It's just killing everybody. Everything the government doesn't want to admit to coronavirus. Corona, I bet Epstein had COVID-19. Can, can we get an autopsy of Epstein? I guarantee you he did not die from asphyxiation. I am almost positive he died from coronavirus. Can we find that out, please? I guarantee it. How sad. I bet Michael Hastings died of coronavirus, and that's why he couldn't control his car when it you know, went into that tree in the middle of Hollywood. I bet it was COVID-19. It's all COVID-19. It's all coronavirus, baby. All it's like ten ten wins. All news, all the time. You know, the United States government. All COVID nineteen, all the time. And it's like, you think it might have had to do with the the police, the boot on the guy's neck, for what? Cashing a fake check. He was he was. I mean, they should barely respond to cashing a fake check. Who cares? Start responding to violent crime. If you're not going to prosecute white-collar crime when it's done by these fucks on Wall Street, let fucking a few people have a little fun in Minnesota. Cash a fake check. You know? Who gives a fuck? The guy's trying to cash a fake $20 check, if that's even the truth. And they're treating him like he's Osama bin Laden, and they're sending in a fucking crack team of people to subdue the guy. And it says, Yeah, it says here, so now we got these four officers. Watch when they all die of COVID-19. Like George Floyd has given the four officers coronavirus and they are all dead now. They all face charges. I bit the side of my mouth and uh, it's been horrible for the last four days. I don't know what to do. I've been... I've been brushing my teeth, and I've been gargling with solution and some bullshit. I guess I'll take some ibuprofen. I don't know what to do because when you bite the side of your mouth, it it, it gets inflamed, and then you continue to bite it. Mm-hmm. And it just becomes a, a real nightmare. I'm not equating that with the other problems people are going through right now, and I don't want you to think I am. But it's not fun. On May 25th, Floyd visited Cup Foods Grocery Store in Minneapolis. Well, that's... Cup Foods is... Not the name of a place you feel... I mean, if you can't use a fake... First of all, who's still accepting... Oh, it's a fake bill. I'm sorry, not fake yeah, yeah. check. Fake 20. Fake, fake $20 bill. Who cares? Which you can get by accident from someone else if you get changed and you don't realize it. You know? Of course yeah. you can. And even if you didn't, it's not a death sentence. Floyd visited Cup Foods grocery store in Minneapolis to buy a pack of cigarettes. The store employee believed the bill he used to be counterfeit and reported it to the police. Do they get in trouble if they take counterfeit money? I think so, yeah. Okay. The store owner, Mike Abumialala, that's his name, Mike Abumialala, told NBC he was not at work the day of the incident, but that his employees told him that Floyd initially came into the store with a man and a woman. The man tried to use what an employee suspected was a fake bill, which the employee caught and gave it back to the man. A boom, yalala, Yalale said Ford returned to the store about 10 minutes later and tried to use a suspicious $20 bill to make a purchase. The employee didn't realize at first, but when they did, they followed protocol and called the police. And then what happened? In the call to 911, the employee told the operator that he asked Floyd for the cigarettes back, but he doesn't want to do that. The employee claimed Floyd was awfully drunk and not in control of himself. Floyd was near the store sitting in a car with two other people when the police arrived. They were responding to a report of a forgery in progress, which, by the way, I mean, could anything seem less dire than a forgery in progress? You know, like there's somebody with a counterfeit bill. Get him! Take him down. It's got a counterfeit $20 bill. Right. Do you know the havoc he could cause in society with a fake 20? Yeah. He might go to Carl's Jr. <laughs> the police department said a physical altercation between the officers and Floyd unfolded after Floyd got out of the car. When the officers approached the car, one of them, Thomas Lane, began speaking with Floyd. He pulled his gun out and pointed it at Mr. Floyd's open window. Lovely. Lovely. Go right for the gun. This is policing in America. Right for the gun. Mm-hmm. And I, listen, man, when I was in Manhattan Beach and that cop was like, get on the other fucking sorry You could see that a lot of these police, not all of them, there are good police, but there are also good people in ISIS. And I'm not saying that the police are ISIS, but there's good everybody. That's like not an argument. That's not an argument. There's good people. Yeah, there's good people in ISIS. Yeah. There's a guy in ISIS whose fucking nephew got blown up while he was playing soccer, and he just wants revenge. Mm. And it doesn't make him a bad person. You know what I mean? I refuse to buy into the binary that's created by the fucking media and our government. I don't, you know, it is what it is. There's good people, you know, in most organizations, truly, you know. So he pulled his gun out and pointed it at Mr. Floyd's open window. But these, these, the cops have got to calm down here. You gotta calm down. Everybody all the time is ready to pull the gun out, yeah. put the gun in someone's mm-hmm. face. And this and this is why these lockdowns, again, you hand over a bunch of power to the federal government, you tell people to become rats and keep you call the cops on each other. The government of California encouraged people to rat on people that weren't social distancing. Mm-hmm. And then where do you think all this shit comes from? The cell phone videos, taping people, fucking look at this person's doing something wrong and I've got it on my phone. We, we've creating a nation of rats who are calling the cops. They're cop callers and rats. And they're filming people doing things in their private fucking life. And this was requested by the mayor of Los Angeles. Okay. The prosecutors say Lane put the gun away once Floyd put his hands on the steering wheel, but put his hands down. We've all watched this video, by the way. Floyd is not resisting at all. There is really no resistance in the video. From the video that I saw, Floyd then actively resisted being handcuffed. The statement reads, when the officers tried to bring Floyd to their cruiser, he stiffened up, fell to the ground, and told the officers he was claustrophobic. The report states, so kill him? I mean, I don't understand. So put your boot on his neck. <clears throat> the police account has come in contact with at least one witness. Yeah. So then Chauvin arrived, arrived later. Who's Chauvin? Chauvin? Derek Shau- Chauvin. Derek Chauvin is the guy who's being charged with second-degree murder. Mm. Chauvin arrived on the scene shortly after to help the police officers in getting Floyd into the police cruiser. The report said Chauvin pulled Floyd out of the vehicle, causing him to fall to the ground. He laid on the ground face down and still handcuffed. That's when onlookers began to record cell phone video. So the guy's on the ground and he's in handcuffs, and somehow he is still a threat worthy of putting your boot on his neck, cutting his air supply off, and then the guy died. I mean, it's, it's inhuman to defend this behavior by the police, by the way. It's it's inhuman. My stomach hurts. My neck hurts. Please, please, I can't breathe. Okay? This is what he's calling out. He's also calling out for his mother. Okay? I mean, the guy knows he's about to die. And the cops stand there and watch a guy get murdered in the street for, for buying a pack of cigarettes with a counterfeit $20 bill. You know? So... You know, I think that looting and violence, I think violence is like a virus that just is going to spread and you're not going to be able to control it or contain it. And a lot of the practitioners of it are people that don't want a more equal and just society. They want to take an advantage of uh, an already bad situation, right? I've said that. And I think violence also leads to more state violence, right? That's just what happens. But... I'm completely aware of why the anger has risen to the point of violence. And you can be, too, if you watch that video. If you watch that video, you can understand why people have had enough and they've gotten to the point where they're just basically like, hey, fuck this shit, you know? I mean, that. and if you, if you, if you don't have that reaction when you watch that video, there's something wrong with you
1: if you don't automatically feel like, what the fuck, you know? Every year, one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts for up to 89% off USPS and UPS services, so your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. It's like your own personal post office. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial. Plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code program. A new year full of surprises. But one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts of up to 89% off USPS and UPS services. So when postage goes up, your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com is like your own personal post office, wherever you are. You can even take orders on the go with the mobile app. plus free postage and free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com, code, program. It was
0: a bad idea after 9-11 to give every cop in America the idea that they were part of the Homeland Security Department. It was a bad idea to convince everybody that had any type of job uh, that required security that they were, you know, uh, essential and that they were you know, uh, they, they they weren't able to be questioned and that they were the the final uh, say on every matter, you know? Whether it's, a, uh, I mean, you walk around Manhattan and there, there are doormen that have that attitude. I mean, there are, uh, you know, transit cops that have that attitude. You know, everybody seems to have the attitude that they are the only thing standing between, you know, uh, you know, the George Floyd's fucking $20 bill is the only thing standing between, you know, the collapse of the financial system, you know? They're treating this guy like he's the biggest threat ever, and they wouldn't have done it to a white guy. They just really wouldn't have, you know? I, you know, that's just the way it is. its is. I'm telling you they would not have done it to a white guy that way, you know? The white guy would have had to behave in a manner that was so dangerous, you know? School shooters get walked out of schools where they just shot nine people in the face. White school shooters get walked out of school like they're petting their heads. The cops are petting their heads as they walk out. They're singing to them. Silent night, holy night. They pray with the school shooter. The cops take the school shooter out. They all get on their knees, start praying with them. Now, let us pray. Now, you're, you're, you're a bad boy. You've been a bad boy and- you might have to do four years in prison. I mean, these kids just shot, you know, 12 people in the face while they were eating lunch, eating Sloppy Joe's. A kid gets a bullet in the head and the cops, <laughs> the cops walk the guy out. There's not a scratch on him. Well, Tim, the school shooters always surrender. It's like, well, I bet that's not true. And I also bet that there's a better way to handle somebody who's resisting than to put a boot on their neck for nine minutes until they die, by the way. But it's just true. It's just, you know. I mean, I don't know what to tell you. I've had interactions with cops that have gone the wrong way. Yeah, I mean, I think I famously talked about the one where they thought I shit myself. I mean, that got me out of it because I had sat in steak sauce. Cops pulled me over. They thought I was smoking pot. I was in the passenger seat of a car. I got out and I just had brown all over my pants because it was Smith and Walensky steak sauce, and all the cops were taking cell phone videos of me because they thought I shit myself. <laughs> by the way, they thought I shit myself because I was afraid of them. Yeah. They thought, And they, they delighted in that, and they wanted to show all their fucking loser cop friends, look, we terrified a guy so much he shit himself. First of all, <laughs> hey, hey, pigs out there, I shit myself often. <laughs> and it has nothing to do with you, by the way. Okay. Okay? My system just evacuates when need be. Has nothing to do with you. So, and not all cops are pigs, but there's some bad ones out there, you know? Some real, real ruffians. And and they were standing there taking cell phone cameras at me because they wanted to show other people, like, this guy shit himself because he was so terrified of us. Because... He was sitting in the passenger seat of a car, and maybe was smoking a joint in the passenger seat of a car. Okay, and that's you know one of the one of the many interactions that I've had with police. But I was a criminal. Like all the interactions I've had with cops, and and I was rarely arrested. And I would get pulled over. A cop would go, license, registration, and insurance. And I would literally look at him. I'd be smoking a butt. I'd go, I don't have any of that. I don't have any of that, sir. I don't, what? They go, Mr. Dillon, your license has been suspended about 20 times. I, I go, yeah, yeah. It's about that, isn't it? They're like, you shouldn't be driving. I'm like, I know, I know. I got to go to work. You know? And that's, that's, you know, and then once or twice they put me in jail. But a lot of cops were like, all right, hey, listen, you got your buddy in the car, let him drive. Or a cop will go, listen, don't be around this area anymore. Just get out of here. I'm not going to bring you in. But, hey, don't come back here. You know, how many black people get that chance? How many black people get the chance where they go, hey, buddy, I know you're driving an uninsured vehicle with no license. Your license has actually been suspended 20 times and is suspended currently. But just get out of here, you knucklehead. You silly goose. You're a silly goose. So I get it. I get it. You know? I mean, I knew a kid, this is a kid I used to do comedy with in Long Island, fought nine cops. (laughs) Fought like nine cops. You know what, like, the judge said to him when he was sentencing him? The judge was like, listen, it's clear that you're a good guy. That's what he said to the guy. It's clear you're a good dude. You know? My friend was in a courtroom, like, watching this happen. The judge is like, everybody makes mistakes. Everybody has uh, problems. You know? Everybody, you know? And and then the guy, like, does zero jail time. He fought eight cops. Didn't get shot. Mm-hmm. To get it, to zero jail time. I read about a, a football team in Greenwich, Connecticut. There was like a, a fight. The football team, this was years ago, but it was maybe in Darien, Connecticut, football team fight, they get Connecticut, whatever. They break in to the dude's house. It's like a party. They break in, which is a home invasion. Or somebody lets them in. And yeah, there you go. Fight between New Canaan and, and go, no, 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 go back. So, one, they like break into the guy's house, one kid holds him down, the other kid like beats the shit out of him, okay? And then when the judge is sensing this guy, he's like, hey man, you got a bright future. It's in the fucking, I followed the case a little bit. It's like the judge is sensing the guy and the judge goes, listen, it pains me to have to give you any time. You got a bright future. All you did was break into this kid's house and beat the shit out of him <laughs> in his home. You got a can you imagine a judge would say that to a black guy who did that, just broke into a house, started beating the shit out of a white kid in fucking New Canaan, Connecticut. The judge going, "Hey, everybody." You know? I mean, it's it's different. It doesn't mean it's all race. It doesn't mean the cops don't abuse white people. But I live in Long Island, the home of dirtbag white people. I mean, did you see the Long Island pro... Go and get up the Merrick Long Island response to a peaceful Black Lives Matter protest. They were terrified that Merrick Road would be taken up by protesters and they wouldn't be able to go out and get a sandwich. Watch this. Watch this. Community members here in Merrick and surrounding towns adamantly opposed to Nassau police trying to figure out a way to allow protesters to walk up Merrick. They got kids. By the way, the Merrick people have got kids there. They're like, let's teach our kids how to be racist and apathetic to every, all of society's problems. Let's bring the, it's like a young kid there. There's a young kid there in fucking slides, like the, like water sandals. Kids in water shoes. The kid's probably in the backyard in the fucking sprinkler. And the parents are like, John, get in the car. There's blacks in our town. We're going to go get them. Get in the car. Mom, I want to play with my friends. Get in the car right now. People want to change things in this country, and we're going to stop them. We're going to stop them. They want to walk down the street with signs and exercise uh, uh, their First Amendment right, their right to speak freely, and their, their right to assemble and protest. They And we got to show them that that shit don't fly in Long Island. Mom, I just kind of want to hang out with Jack's coming over. No, we're going to the protest. Tell all your friends you're going to a race riot with your mother. We're going to a race riot with your mother now. You'll see your friends there. There's enough time in the day for friends. Today's race riot with mom. Go west,
1: go west. Go west. Go west. This, isn't west. this is a peace. This is a peace. Dennis, we have a voice. This is a peace. Hey Dennis, go. Dennis, George. go. the No. Help! Get them the hell out of here!
0: Get them the hell out of here! Get them the hell out of here! Yo, Giacomo, do something. Get him out of here. They're protesting police brutality. Get him out of here. I love that there are kids there. I mean, how sick are you? You bring the kid. You know, people, I guess, you know, people are just like, listen, this is a historic moment, son. By the way, everybody who's saying maybe they didn't have a babysitter, Long Island people leave their kids home for all kinds of reasons alone mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. So let's cut it out. That kid was old enough to be left home alone mm-hmm. for a little while. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like a young kid that you had to right. parent. It was like a kid who clearly could have stayed home, but the parents thought it was a good idea to just go. Let Let's just bring you. Let's just bring you to race right. Let's bring it in a peaceful protest that we're trying to turn into a race riot because we got 40 white people out there screaming at them with bandanas, by the way. Now everybody looks like a blood or a crip. Mm-hmm. Like all these white people are wearing bandanas to protect from COVID. Uh, so they all have just red bandanas. They look like it's like the Hell's Angels. Looks like a biker gang heading up the street. These masks are terrifying, folks. I hope they fucking work because they're terrifying as fuck. I just love that. Just a bunch of fat people standing outside of Merrick Daly being like, get out. Hey, 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 you. Get out of here. Don't clog up the street. What are you doing? What's your problem? The cops are cops. Yeah, they beat on you with batons. What's the problem? If you don't want to get hit, don't go outside. Like, you got to hear, like, people's, dude, people in Long Island that defend these police shootings, the, the logical jumps they have to go through are great. They're like, yeah, what are you? we you outside in a park? You're going to get hit. This was like pre-pandemic, by the way. Yeah. They were just trying to justify anything. They're like, here's the deal. If a cop's beating you, you're in the wrong. I. That's it. If a cop has got his gun in your face, you've done something wrong. I know that because my brother Larry's a cop. And Larry tells me these people, they're up to no good. That's why we got to beat him with sticks in the street. Even after they're handcuffed. Even after they pose no threat to everybody. Larry was upset that, the, you know, his wife made him redo the kitchen. They took out all kinds of money, all kinds of loans. You know, kitchen's not being done. So, you know, Larry goes out there with his baton and finds somebody to, to make pay for that. You know? The, the Long Island, the Long Island... Listen to this. We surrounded the protesters because we protect all of the pro... Wait, hold on.
1: That was the police commissioner.
0: Yeah. Do do they have a quote for any of the Long Island people? Just go west. Go west. That's good. Hey, go west. You're east now. We agree with everything the police are doing. (laughs) We don't care. We like the military. We like the Blue Angels. In fact, we think the Blue Angels should go and, and, and drop bombs on the protests. That's where they're like, hey, why don't you drop bombs on the protests? Uh, who cares? Do you know how many people in this country would really not care? They'd love it. They would love it <laughs> if the government just started bombing the protests. They would think it was great. They would watch it the same way they watched the bombings in Syria. Just Just eating a breadstick, just chewing on a breadstick, Drinking a Coors Light, watching bombs drop, like it's an episode of fucking you know Ozark. I don't care. And it's not to say that, that the looting and the rioting—you gotta have order. I get it, hundred percent. You gotta do something. You gotta you gotta prevent criminal activity and behavior and people from like taking advantage of what should be protest, but. The Hedges article makes a lot of sense when he says, listen, the language of the state is violence. That's the only language the state speaks. They don't use reason. They don't use rationality. They use violence. They use intimidation. It's what they do. So when you're living in a society where the only language people have learned their entire life is violence and they respond with violence, again, it is not right. And I don't think it leads anywhere good, but- when you look at it and you go yeah this is why you're seeing this now you know and there's got to be there's got to be more leadership and uh, on 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 the the side of people that are protesting and there's got to be demands and there's got to be reform and there has to be thing and without those things it's just a, an unending journey into chaos nobody wants that i think it ultimately benefits trump if there's chaos usually republicans win in years when, when crime rates go up or there's chaos or there's incidents like this. But maybe, you know, I don't know. I mean, you know, Trump has not handled this well. General Mattis is now going out and criticizing Trump, um, saying he's violating the Constitution. They want him out, you know? They want him out. It's it's not sustainable to have this guy as the president. I, I mean, I know many of you are like, no, but how are the kids going to get freed? What about the kids in the tunnels? Yeah, okay. But let, let's deal in, in reality and facts. It's not that sustainable. Like, however you feel about Trump, you have to realize that he, he's maybe had, like, a negative effect on the uh, psyche of the country. You have to grant that, right? Like, the tweeting and just the emotional you know, terrorism of every day of, like, you know... I mean, this guy, as the country's burning, he's tweeting about how great the stock market's doing. He goes, I think the market's headed back up. Next year is going to be a good one. What? I mean, the guy is completely, he's just tweeting law and order, yeah. fake news. Fake news. There's civil war broken out in certain parts of the country. The guy's tweeting fake news. Mattis had a scathing description of Trump's walk to a historic nearby church. And then Pelosi grows and grabs the Bible, by the way. Pelosi then goes and grabs the Bible. She goes, hey, this idiot did it. This guy, who they all hate, goes and grabs the Bible. They know it's a cheap stunt. And instead of calling it out, they go like this. They go, I'm going to do it. (laughs) Hold on, I'm going to do it. Let me grab the Bible. This is a woman who gave a, 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 a tour of her freezer on night three of the quarantine when everyone had lost their job. She gave a tour of the different kinds of gelato she had in her freezer. By the way. You know? I mean this is a woman who is like we like the chocolate. I like chocolate. And then, you know, it's great. We take we take all the gelato. We take all the after we're done with the talenti, we go down to the hospital. We we let the women use the containers as masks, the nurses. So it's very nice. They're bananas. But we got to calm it down. We got to rein it in. That seems to be... Because it's just going to get worse and it's going to spiral out of control, you know? I'm not trying to get a rubber bullet in the face. I'm not trying to get uh, tear gas in the face here. You know? I mean, it just seems like these things are exponentially the, the violence is next level. Cops are getting shot and stabbed. Protesters, I mean, cops are in certain areas of the country handling this very poorly. And they're firing rubber bullets at like peaceful protesters. And they are shooting tear gas at peaceful protest. It's it's just, it's a death spiral is what it is. So unless somebody stops it, and then there are people that are on Twitter cheering it for it to continue. They're like, God, burn it down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're on Twitter, and I'm like, you're next. You're going to burn down ne-. There was a comic. I won't say his name. He tweeted, I swear to God, this is, this is when these virtuous signaling people, they trip over their own feet. A comic goes, me and my wife went to go look at a house in Connecticut. The next-door neighbor had two Confederate flags in the window. We didn't even get out. We just drove home. You're looking at a house in Connecticut. Huh? And you're not the enemy? You don't think you're going to be the enemy? And why Why are you going to Connecticut? Why are you leaving the city? Has something happened? So you do have to realize at a certain point, no matter how woke you want to seem, no matter how, you're, you're the enemy. You will become the enemy because violence doesn't have a rationale. You know, the point of torture, Jane Mayer said it when we were torturing people. Remember that? Remember that? Eight years ago. Uh, Jane Mayer... She was either quoting somebody or she said this. She might have been quoting someone. She goes, the point of torture is always torture, okay? And that's really, the point of violence is violence. Like, it has its own rationale and it spreads and it's not logical. And what happens is you basically just, you know, you become an animal, you beca- and 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 the type of state sanctioned violence that we see is very organized but it's no less animalistic it's you know no less brutal so when you're just going out there and you're hurting innocent people and you're destroying small businesses some of them owned by minorities and you're just you know going out there and using violence it will lead to more violence and then we're just again we're we're living in and, and to me, I don't understand why so many people are fetishizing that idea. The idea of just a... Con- and I think it's because they don't know anything about violence and they, like, live in a video game and they don't have any respect for it and they think they can direct... It's like a force they think they can direct. They think, like, well, if we unleash this violence, we can direct it to the means that we find appropriate. We think that this violence can be used to... And it's like... But that's not the way it works, that's not the way it works. It's a, I mean, look at any of these videos of 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 these these white people like cheering on the riots, and then bricks come through their windows, and they're like, "We're on your side!" No, we're we're good. We're the good ones. And it's like, no, 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 no. You you can't put the genie back in the bottle. It's out. Chaos is chaos. And if you want to live in that world, and a lot of the people that are like abolish the police will not do well. In a Mad Max scenario, because they're immunocompromised and they're 97 pounds, okay? Where are you going to get your green hair dye without a civil society, okay? So I don't think this ends, again, with a fat woman with green hair as the president. Antifa takes over. Wouldn't that be funny? Yeah. Antifa takes over. How hilarious would that be? Like, somehow they... Like, maybe everything's a lie and our military is does suck. Yeah. Like, they can't do anything. We just hear how great they are, but let's say they just aren't that great. Obviously, we know that they, they'll just use weaponry from the right. skies. But let's say none of that works and right. somehow Antifa succeeds. Because the conservatives are pretending Antifa's like... It can, Antifa will. Will do you want them running the country? It would just be hilarious if, like, they, you know, the country was now being run by just gangly, you know, mainly white, pale, malnourished, vitamin D deficient, like guys that didn't get the Montreal Comedy Festival, like like failed comics and slam poets with purple hair mm-hmm. are now running the country. That would be great. Fox News has to come back on the air and be like, in a stunning, (laughs) in a really surprising development, Antifa has defeated what was the United States (laughs) military. Uh, They are now running the country. (laughs) Antifa has fired the military, and they are now replacing it with a security force Mm -hmm of mainly theater kids who grew embittered at the lack of opportunity in the entertainment business and became volatile and radical whilst living with roommates in their late 30s. They will now be the security force of the country. Angry theater kids are now running around. I'm going to be amazing. Like instead of the Blue Angels, instead of the flyover over the Super Bowl, just it, you just like a bunch of antifa just runs through and everyone like everyone in the crowd's like I guess, oh, <laughs> I guess they're they're the run they're running it now. Okay, well all right, USA just a bunch of like malnourished kids, USA just black backpacks on. Yeah, people are like you. You can take your masks off. You run everything now. They're like we like the masks. They have acne like we have adult acne so we're not going to take off the mask you know but that that's the way people talk about antifa like it's like it's like they 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 they're like they're on their way to you know they're going to defeat uh, the the corporate state it doesn't and I don't, I don't agree with anything antifa does by the way for the most part i think some of what they say is is decent and i don't really care like You know, none of it ends. See, here's the thing. It's like you could find an example of somebody that Antifa's like throwing an egg at who you hate, right? Mm -hmm. Hey, fuck that guy. They threw an egg at him. But we live in a country where people should be able to say what the fuck they want. So, no, you can't use violence to stop people from talking. You can't. When the New York Times publishes an op-ed, by the way, the same people that think that they can live in a world without police cannot handle when the new york times publishes an op-ed from a senator who says we got to bring the military in. So instead of debating that, they go you know this is we the new york times should be shut down. There should be a coup, everyone should be fired. I can't believe they'd print that opinion. But you're going to you're going to somehow how are you so how are you going to live in a world without any police? You can't handle an article? Can't handle Jordan Peterson? and yet somehow you think you're going to be able to live in a world without any order at all, just chaos and anarchy. That's a fetish. you know. Anarchy is a fetish of, of, of losers, really. It's people that are convinced that they will somehow either be powerful or align themselves with the powerful people once society's fallen. Even though they've been unable to do that thus far... They've been unable to do that thus far, but they think that somehow if there are no police, that rich people won't just go hire Blackwater military types right. to patrol wealthy areas and we'll have more problems, probably less accountability, you know? They just they just somehow think that, and they, or, or some of them are just nihilist to the point where they go, who cares? Burn it down. I mean, Oscar, the cat, many of you know, is someone who was a nihilist. I mean, Oscar, first of all, and this is very suspect and strange. Two days ago, Oscar joined the National Guard. He has never expressed interest in joining the military before. He joined the National Guard. Okay? Okay? This is incredibly disappointing. Okay? But a day before that, he was, he was handing out bricks to <laughs> protesters. So, he just wants to watch it burn. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of people out there that just want to watch it burn. And this is what—I mean, listen. So, this is where we are. This is where we are uh, on—what day is it today? Thursday. It's Thursday. This is coming out. June 4th, yeah. Thursday, June 4th. It's coming out Sunday. Super proud of everyone from Long Island. Proud you handled it. Mm -hmm. You guys really killed it. You knocked it out of the park. You brought your kids out to see what you're all about. Yelling at people that, have, that they want to peacefully protest. I like that. That's good. Good for you. Long Island, just keep being Long Island, you know? And every year it gets a little worse, a little less affordable. More of them get pushed out. Every year, more and more people start, you know, shooting up. Opioid crisis gets worse every year, you know? Um, because so much of what that community is based on is fear and hatred, which turns out is not exactly the best way. It's not the best organizing principle of society. Utter illogical fear and hatred. That's what Long Island is. Everybody's climbing in your window. MS-13 is trying to kill you. Everybody's trying to kill you. Everybody on the road is trying to cut you off to trying to get somewhere faster than you. Everybody's trying to take your money, trying to take that house you inherited fear and hatred as soon as you're fear you're like well I gotta I gotta hate someone so I just like that they were being you know exactly who they are perfect and the, the cops gotta pretend that they're like neutral in Long Island the cops are gonna be like hey you know I know Jimmy I know just shoot them hey you got a gun Tommy, just shoot him in the head. Jimmy, they're high school students. Who cares? (laughs) You know what high school students can do if they want? Put a bullet in the back of her head. That's Antifa. (laughs) (laughs) They're trying to take over the delis. What's going to happen when Antifa controls the delis? Then what? What? You're going to eat vegan shit? You're going to get a bacon, egg, and cheese, and there's going to be some transgender making you eat vegan? No thank you. I will eat processed food, and I will die on my couch watching Tucker Carlson. I'm the only rational. Really, to be honest, as much as I've predicted and as much as I've been correct about Is there a reason I am kind of not made a leader? Not really. Not really. I should kind of emerge from this as kind of a leader Mm -hmm. that kind of, you know, uh, because I get it. I get both sides. I have friends that are cops, I have friends that are protesters. I have friends that are rubber bullets. I have friends that are batons. I, have, I went to school with a tear gas canister, who is, I still talk to all the time. I have friends that are looters. I have friends that are shards of glass. I have friends that are uh, deep state CIA agitators. I have friends that are, uh, you know, people that work for uh, Chinese intelligence, Russian intelligence, okay? I have friends that are targets. I get everywhere everybody's coming from. I can understand it. I have friends that are counterfeit bills. And I have friends that are cops that are murderers. So all across the board, I just think we can't live in a world of unfocused rage. You know, cops need to be taken down several pegs but I don't see how smashing up a small business owned by somebody who worked hard and has never done anything. Like everyone's like, well, the cops just protect property. Yeah, but freedom is owning property. Freedom's the ability to not have to depend on the government. Freedom's the ability to do something without the approval of a fucking nameless faceless group of bureaucrats, you know? So, okay, you don't want cops to protect property. Can we have guns to protect property? No. Well, then, who's going, well, we shouldn't have private property. Well, then what are we going to do? Well, the government should just dole out the land as they see fit. To who? Who's the government? Who's this magical government that is somehow going to do this appropriately? You mean the same government that backs the police? So you want them handing out the land. And you want them sticking a needle in your ass. In Walgreens. You want Bill and Melinda Gates putting a needle in your ass. And you want the government deciding where you live and, and how you live. And you want an, and, and, but, huh? Try to follow logically where what this is. For, I don't get it. I'm confused. And don't comment, like, I, I don't read any of the comments, but like, while you're typing a seven paragraph response to me right now about why private property is just a tool of white supremacy, realize no one's reading it. Truly realize no one's reading it. What are those 12 thumbs up gonna do for you? Go get a rubber bullet to the face. If you believe in that, why aren't you... Go and blow yourself up. I mean, that's the thing in this country. We got a bunch of pussies. You know, here's the thing about the Middle East. They don't have a problem with putting the vest on. Now, I am not saying to put... I am not saying to put the vest on. And I don't mean the bulletproof vest, okay? Okay. And I'm not saying to put the vest on, but let's be very clear. Let's be very clear about there's a difference. Ain't nobody in Antifa's got the vest on. You know what I mean. Ain't nobody in Antifa's got the vest on. I'm not saying to go out there and wear a suicide vest. You know, my sponsors would probably be angry. But... Chris Hedges' quote, great. The idea that Antifa, which on the spectrum of terrorist groups would rank alongside the Boy Scouts, is behind these clashes is as ridiculous as the idea that Russia is responsible for the election of Trump. This desperate search for explanations that absolve the ruling elites saw Susan Rice, who was Obama's NATSAC, National Security Advisor, blame the violence on foreign actors, adding this is right out of the Russia playbook. By the way, there will never be a problem in this country that is not blamed on Russia or COVID-19. Mm-hmm. It'll be Russia and COVID-19 are working together. Russia and Chinese bats are working together. Russian bots and Chinese bats. It's Russian bots and Chinese bats. Russian bots and Chinese bats. Sorry, we shot you in the face. Did did you have a boot on your neck? It's a a Chinese bot. It's a Chinese bat or a Russian bot. It wasn't a boot on your neck. Did your house get foreclosed on? It's a Chinese bat, bat, bot, bot, bat. That's what it is. Just the government just sitting there on a pedophile island, being like, soon they'll do that. There's a lot of Russian actors here on Little Saint James. <laughs> There's just Russians and all the words Russians running around and. Uh, Jeffrey Epstein was a Russian. Les Wexner was a Russian. They're all Russians. They died of COVID-19. Everyone's got COVID-19. It's Russian. Everyone's a russian has got COVID-19. It's a Chinese bot. It's not even real. It's a Russian bot. It's Chinese bat. It's a coronavirus. It's a bat flu. High fatality rates. A ventilator. We need a ventilator. It's Russia. It's Russia. It's a ventilator. China. China. It's a ventilator. It's a bat. It's a bat. It's a bat. It's a ventilator. It's a bat. It's a bat.
1: <laughs>
0: Stay safe out there.